0: good morning good afternoon and good evening welcome to the old bad jazz podcast or show podcast sounds good too um with jenna marie Orr. or 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 <laughs> still can't pronounce it team. okay so she is very interesting we're gonna talk about being an empath uh, the importance of being in nature and the benefits therein we're going to talk about yoga that she did, the yin-style yoga and parna yoga that she did. We're going to talk about flow of chi and yoga and their connection. We're going to talk about boundaries versus unconditional love. Ooh, very interesting. We're going to talk about the blame game. The blame game. We're going to talk about dark things that are coming up in ourselves to be healed. We're going to talk about society's political indoctrination and mind control. Ooh sadly very true and we're going to talk about burning sage and there's going to be an in- demonstration of inner child healing yay so that's at 53 minutes and yeah very interesting podcast so sit back relax and enjoy the podcast Welcome to the new episode of all Jazz, I'm your host, Mataj and I have with me Jenna Marie Arie. Welcome to the podcast, or Aura, sorry, Jenna Marie Aura. Aura?
1: Jenna <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. uh, <classic. laughs> Marie Aura is fine, or. my dear, however you want to say it is. I mean, you have an accent, so just say it how you like. So
0: oh, going... <laughs> wh- wait, you're the first guest to say I have an accent, what kind of accent do I have?
1: well I'm assuming it's from your home country so (laughs) but I can hear that it's you know you have an accent
0: yeah but yeah yeah. but uh, I would say um, I sound very different than most people here because it's a blend of American maybe a bit British because I lived there for a while but I resisted the British accent so it's I I think it's mostly the American influence but anyway let's talk about your work no
1: i'm happy to talk about you as well
0: (laughs) all right all right cool um yeah i love to have therapy online on a podcast that's that's also something all right yeah i I figured
1: Uh, that
0: (laughs) so you're an intuitive you're a healer um and you have thing other things to say about what's happening in the world as well so let's start um in the beginning how did you uh get into the uh the spiritual work did you were you like always aware of things around you and could see things that others couldn't
1: yeah i think i think all of us are born that way actually mad i believe all of us are actually born um seeing oh seeing and just the nature of life and of the veil and of um being born we are pretty much mind wiped of that of our of our memories of what we can do and i think often especially children as children yeah we have a lot of memories and then um you know it slowly gets uh I don't want to be harsh and I'm not being harsh when I say this, but it's, it's, it gets conditioned out of us really. So um, yeah. So I was like that and um, I have no, just the same as every other child really. Um, So I had to find my way back to it when I remembered Mm. that um, it, it wasn't a bad thing. It was a good thing. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. I I don't Mm. recall uh, seeing anything. Maybe I, Maybe I'm blocked out of my memory or something, but I don't recall anything at all of seeing. I don't, yeah, like um, any spirits or any auras or anything like that. Doesn't, well, yeah. Yeah.
1: We all, we all have different strengths though. We all have very different strengths. And I think for my mind especially has been um, feeling being very, very empathic. And so I could always, and I was always able to um, see what people felt and it was often what was coming out of their mouths was not matching what I what I was feeling from them. I could and I could almost like hear another voice talking, hmm. saying the truth, and yet they were hiding the truth. So it was quite confusing as a child, and I think that's confusing for all children who are very empathic. And you strike me as someone who would be extremely empathic as well. Um,
0: um, yeah, I would. I would say so. There, there is. Uh, um, there is that to, to a degree, I, I would say, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, we feel things intently. And as a child, we don't tend to have the filters to any of that. So, um, yeah, I found that quite confusing. And that's sort of really what I shut off um, as I got a bit older, um, yeah, over time, because it was just yeah. confusing. It's yeah.
0: it's hard when, uh, when there's... Um, uh, there's harsh things said or there's uh there's family members that are really um unkind and all that stuff because I think uh, as empathic kids you kind of uh, you kind of take that in more than uh you know your others or your siblings or whatever and then you you yes. end up being more affected is that what happens mostly with empathic kids is that if they come, especially if they're from a family that's really kind of dysfunctional. I think most families are to a degree, then it affects you more.
1: Yes, it does. And I I came from that sort of a family as well, um, where it was, um, yeah, it was very hard going and it does affect you more. So my way of dealing with that as a child was I just would go into nature I would be mm. outside um, in nature with um, the animals really as my friends right. um, was what it was like, because it was like a sanctuary. It was safe. And I think as children, we find coping me- mechanisms and adaptive ways of, of dealing with it. And so for me, that was just a way nature didn't, didn't lie. Nature wasn't angry. Nature wasn't, you know, didn't make me frightened and as, as sensitive Empathic children, we get frightened more easily. We we pick up on things, and we have these fear things that are, are set off within us emotionally, like emotional fears. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we tend to hold those things in. Yeah.
0: And how do you uh, learn to really cope with that? Is it grounding, or is it like taking more time in nature? Because I remember sometimes when there would be arguments or whatever, I would just uh, go for a walk, and I'd be and that would that would uh calm me down a little bit but i think that's Mm -hmm. a normal thing i think don't most people do that just take a walk or go somewhere else yeah
1: yeah i think um a lot of people if they have the ability to do that do that i also i did do that and i would suggest that to everybody but i also withdrew into reading books i would just Mm -hmm. go and lock myself away and read you know, children's stories and things like that, which was a bit of a fantasy land where everything was beautiful and, and gentle, <laughs> you right, know. Right. But But I think the best thing that we can all do now, because I know that a lot of people, just with what's been happening over the last 18 months around the world, have yeah. had a really, really yeah. hard time because we've had the space, we've been given the space for things to come up within us, within us that we've been quite probably pushing down and ignoring or just not acknowledging Mm -hmm. and so we've had this space and everything just sort of comes up it's a bit like an ocean you know the sea it just rises and rises and rises and it has to go somewhere so for all of us I really believe that coming back to nature going back and sitting with the trees sitting against a tree and they're just so their their energy is just so grounding and, and it just takes they will take. They will take it all from you. I've. I, walk in, I went for a walk in the forest today. Not for any reason other than I just thought it would be really nice. Mm. So I went for a walk in the national in the national um, park, and it was. I just came out feeling so peaceful and grounded and soft and like there was nothing. I just wasn't carrying anything. I had no worries. Not that I was going in there very worrisome, but I came out still a different person. So I think if we can spend time, if possible, in the most natural environments that we can, and with animals especially as well, um, you know, it goes a long way to reminding us of who we truly are on the inside.
0: Uh, how long would you say um, you would need uh, to go into nature, like uh, to? to really start to reap benefits is it just like if you even if you go for a minute like there is a benefit there
1: there's there are always benefits no matter the time always Mm. um but if you're having a particularly i mean it's a guess i guess it's like for some people you know that are very much into their meditation they might just be some days they can't do their whole meditation that they would normally do but they'll do you know five minutes or or however they will do that and you know nature is a meditation in in that way so we can absolutely go and utilize it and actually physically and verbally say if you're not um, feeling um, you know like you're being <laughs> a bit silly or anything like that but just offer you can offer the worries the heart worries all of those things that are concerning and just say I want to leave these with you where if you
0: live in london or some places you live um there's a dense population and if you go to the park does that count like is a park part of like and had, there's a tree here and there and uh it's kind of uh, artificially made but it's still nature so that comes something
1: it does and i n- Trees are here for a purpose and a lot of their purpose is to just be that guardian energy on, on that level, you know, not just, I mean, you just think about how a tree exists with their roots that go really deep into mm. the earth, how deep they go down. So how grounded and how peaceful and strong they are. So they're made to take so much. So we can, I find just going and sitting and leaning back against a tree and closing my eyes and not, necessarily taking in anything else around me but just being in that moment feeling the tree against my back feeling the bark against me or you know wherever it's touching but really be in that moment with it so you can be anywhere and if you can't do that for for instance if you don't have access to those sorts of places um you know we have technology um to bring up the images We could, we have such, we've forgotten how powerful our imaginations are, um, how we can imagine anything. These, and our mind believes it, we only need to get, and the body believes it too. If we can actually visualize something and feel it, then the mind and the body believe it. So, you can actually, you know, close your eyes and put some nature sounds on, and actually imagine yourself sitting up against a tree and you know, all of the feelings that that elicits within you. So, yeah.
0: So that would be almost the same as being in nature, you're saying?
1: Well, it would, because even though you're not actually out in nature and on the earth, and there's nothing better than that, I honestly, there's nothing better than that. There are ways and means that you can utilize um, all the gifts, you know, of technology that brings that into your own space so Mm. you know have something that's visual that you can look at have some sounds that you can listen to and then really use the imagination um, which really helps
0: so you can be a lab technician and move on and imagine your nature and is (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's a great segue (laughs) wow oh yeah well maybe because you know Then you think about these underground tunnels and things like that. Oh, my gosh. What must that be like? Yeah.
0: Let's go there. (laughs) Where are these tunnels? Where Are these all across the United States and and Australia and places like that?
1: All across the world, pretty much. Almost every, um, a lot. And there's even under, under ocean ones that go, that cross through underneath the ocean. There's certain things as well
0: but wouldn't that require a lot of a lot of work and uh, uh, like how how do people then know about it are are there reports of people that have been there and then they come back and they're like yeah these places exist
1: There's definitely those people out there that talk about their experiences and that yeah and that's coming out more and more definitely coming out more and more I mean it's it's quite we can all search for the um, deep underground tunnels, the dams, um, you know, and and see the images of those, and and actually see the technologies that they use to create those, and understand that they're building tunnels underneath water anyway, between um, between countries, you know, between countries and um, between cities and things like that too. So, you know, what's to say that technology hasn't been used? In other ways and i think the the biggest thing is, is that we use our critical thinking and don't and and we need to think about what's possible not what's impossible because then it expands the mind hmm. much more yeah so, uh,
0: I, I imagine these tunnels are um there's a nefarious reasons why these tunnels exist there's there's something <laughs> wrong going on <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, well, there has been for a long time. I'm not going to go into this too much because okay. um, but I will talk a little bit about what I'm aware of. Yes. Um, A, they have been used also for the military. So there has been good within that, obviously, um, in some ways. <laughs> I'm sort of reluctant to talk about good and good and evil, but mm. um, there have been very nefarious reasons. And if we want to talk about, you know, the tunnels underneath um, the White House, Washington, D.C., and, you know, the way that those tunnels have been used has been very, um, very nefarious, de- very dark. And as a, I, I did a remote view of that, of that, of those, mm-hmm. um, which is basically, you know, using my, um, my inner seeing, Within a group, I actually did it within a group, but I could very clearly see um, some of the technologies, you know, the, the the rail technologies that they'd used down there, like the magnetic um, train system, and could see what had happened down there. Could feel the energy of um, the distress that had been in these places as well. Mm. So, yeah. Mm there's so much more than what people realize that you know they haven't actually come to that awareness but it's all coming up and it is there now for people that are open and interested they can look these things up probably not on google Um, google's (laughs) not great at allowing us
0: (laughs) so there's a issue of censorship and this this channel on youtube especially has been censored because uh well we're going to talk about it later because i'll have to yeah i have to cut it out anyway um let, let's go to um okay you've um you practiced uh yoga as well yes and uh, was that like uh, hatha yoga kundalini yoga or any kind of different yoga
1: um it was a style of um hatha yoga mm-hmm. um based on so the original style that it would have come from was hatha Um, but it was called Purna yoga, was the style that I um, initially was trained in. I'd I'd been involved in other styles of yoga before that. Um, And um, the traditional power yoga and um, vinyasa and flow. And um, I didn't do, I did have some experiences with kundalini yoga, um, but I sort of, once I um, went into the, once I started yoga teaching you sort of decide I just I'm free-flowing so I very much everything's based on how I feel and also who I'm connecting to with with whatever it is I'm doing so I had quite a varied um, style that it ended up being Um, but what I discovered most of all within that actually is that so many people used to come to me my most popular classes that I had were the yin style yoga which was the long slow deep um, seated and lying down poses because um, and shapes because a lot of people you know live we're living very fast-paced lives so that became a bit of a signature and I'd just take people through meditations as they were in these poses and and take them on a little journey so they were always really popular classes and then you know I did everything else as well.
0: Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I did uh, a bit of kundalini yoga. That's the only yoga I did. And there was a teacher there and she told me that uh, she did a lot of, um, like, before kundalini yoga, she did a lot of hatha yoga. And then when she mm-hmm. was surfing, she found herself, like, picking up, picking it up really easily. And the, the teacher was like, oh, you did surfing before? And she's like, no. But I think because she did a lot of yoga, that kind of helped her. um and you know, stabilizing herself on the board a lot. Um, yes. So I think uh, yoga can be useful. I think it's probably used in sports already. Like a lot of professional sport, uh, athletes use yoga to, um, if nothing else, to prevent injury. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and not necessarily for the spiritual aspect of it, because you know it does come from it as a spirit, its origins are a spiritual practice. Um, asana is, a, is a, in itself a spiritual practice. So, mm. um, but yeah, a lot of people use it for the benefits and it just has so many benefits. I mean, for me, as I was going through my own journey of, you know, unfolding myself again, basically I like to call it with people because, you know, we've been wrapped up like little presents, really, like gifts, um, all of the layers. And then, you know, we have to sort of unwrap those layers to remember who we truly are. And so yoga really, um, in, all, in all forms, it always felt like coming home. Whenever I was practicing, it was a coming home to who I truly was on the inside. So it really helps, I think, for all of us to just have that space and unwrap physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You no, know, it's very, it has all of that.
0: Would you say that uh, yoga helps the flow of chi in the body?
1: Absolutely one hundred percent
0: so then it would help with because uh, i know there's some um like kind of kung fu martial arts that use the inner energy so i, I guess it would uh, maybe help with that as well if you were uh, a kung fu martial artist that it would help you
1: with, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it would energy, because you become you know? <laughs> yes well you need to learn you do well i did qigong i for a little while, for a little while. I wasn't very patient with myself, with qigong. Um, but, you know, that was all about that moving, you know, with working with qi, which yoga is the same thing. We just have all sorts of different words and names. You know, everything's been given a, a gazillion different names that it all means the same thing, which is, you know, your life force, basically, yeah. um, pouring yeah. through you. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yoga will help with those um, martial arts, And yeah, all of those things. Surfing, any discipline, anything I think, you know, that we want to learn, because in those skills within yoga itself, we learn so many different, as I said, you know, the mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all of those um, parts of ourselves are actually benefiting from the practice, which can be translated into life. And that's the whole point of yoga, is being able to translate the learning transmit you know transfer it into um our life practice basically and whatever that is
0: right yeah well and then the ultimate goal obviously is to evolve spiritually i think that's the uh uh, let's say enlightenment would be the ultimate goal but not many people uh obviously get enlightened and uh it takes lifetimes and one of the uh, i think one of the important things is obviously love and the uh the heart chakra and whatnot so let's you have um, (laughs) a you have a thing whatnot. (laughs) the love right
1: (laughs) the love we're gonna feel the love
0: (laughs) right right
1: we're in some circles (laughs) if
0: you mention love it's too hippie like why are you talking about this hippie stuff
1: yeah no i'm gonna make it mainstream again
0: (laughs) yeah let's make love mainstream again (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right so heart activation is something that you do so is that something that you uh developed or was that uh, already established technique
1: no i just realized that i was doing that with people by by um being myself (laughs) Mm. and i know i'm not unique in, in being able to do this but i guess that's what i call i call myself i call that's what i do because it's the only way i can think of explaining it Um, is that because our energy, as we were talking about, our chi, um, our frequency, our life force, um, you know, affects everything around us. So, you know, it can be presence, it can be touch, it can be um you know the spoken word it can be the thought everything has a coherence to it has an intelligence to it has an energy to it so just being in someone's company or someone's space can be extremely healing and activating as you know oppositely it can be extremely triggering and um you know and create all sorts of other things so uh you know Energy is everywhere. Energy is everything. Chi is in every thing. So, um, you know, it moves through the, the, it just, the frequency is moves. It's what we're made of. It's what everything is made of. We just don't see those particles the way they move. You know, we can't see them. It's so fast. So right. yeah, no one should ever take for granted and think for themselves that they're not doing anything for anyone else or affecting anyone else because merely by breathing and being present or connecting or thinking about someone else or something actually has an energy that reaches across
0: Hmm. it is scary to me if let's say you're a public figure and um uh, because then a lot of people would think about you and not always in a good way and so let's say if you were sensitive that oh man that, that would be like uh But I guess a lot of people would think positive as well. Maybe pray for you. So that would be, in a way, that's protection, Mm -hmm. would you say?
1: Absolutely. I I absolutely agree that um, I also believe in like attracts like. Um, so if you you know your energy is in your frequency is is high and, and and elevated and quite pure that's the majority of what you're going to bring in and call in however there are always you know the ones or twos that might come along and that's where we need to be very very strong and clear on Boundaries, which is, has been an interesting word for me because unconditional love, pure love, is boundless, it's limitless, it's free, it, it's pure. So, you know, there's no limits. However, we need to be in our sovereign selves, be able to um, put to it, you know, when we realize something like that is happening or we don't wish for that to happen to us, we need to actually have that awareness and put some awareness in there and, and set that. Um, mm. Parameter and expectation around ourselves, and then even if it does happen, having the strategy to know that you know it says a lot more about the other person than what, or you know, the situation than what it says about you. And you know, the the cure for that always is is recognizing it, seeing it, and saying, okay, so maybe you know, um, I need to be a bit more. Um, uh, what's the word discerning um, which is a very powerful world uh, word in today's world right now anyway mm-hmm. um, but be a bit more discerning about how I share my energy and who I share my energy with and um, then release that always release it with love thank you for showing that to me thank you for giving me that gift of awareness and you know letting it go with love and not dwelling the biggest right. thing is to not dwell but we must acknowledge these things really well, yeah. important
0: like thank you for showing me what not to do
1: <laughs> exactly yeah it's great thank you for reflecting that to me i'm i'm really pleased <laughs> yeah i love you off you go
0: <laughs> is that it like is that a lot of people that uh, we dislike in some way uh, is our own inner issues that we haven't uh, dealt with would you say
1: Often there is a, a mirror aspect to that, that trigger and mirror and really can be the tiniest little thing um, that that can, you know, bring something into your life. Absolutely. Um, and it's really, you know, it's that ability to recognize that. And it's not always easy at the be- at the beginning because, you know, it feels like a really personal attack, yeah. but um, yeah. it's actually, I always... I don't think it ever stops. I mean, this is my opinion. What we actually learn is that we become less triggered. I think the triggers, as we're moving through the energies at the moment, depending on where we are on our journeys, um, if we're quite far down that journey, yes, those it might happen. Someone might reflect something to us. And it's more like how quickly... Do we become aware of what that actually was and work with that energy that it's brought up with us? And, you know, it becomes quicker and and more fast over the time. Otherwise, if we just keep pushing it down, then it's going to find a way to come, be louder and bigger and more expressive and more in your face. So that person might come back bigger, louder, more expressive and more in your face or more of that energy comes because you know, it has to be brought to the surface. The light has to be put put on it by yourself. We have to put the light on it. So we need
0: to um, embrace the, and and put it out in the open, the the negative feelings and look at them and try not to resist them. So they they go away.
1: You know what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) I, I try to do that but but sometimes i just can't, can't help myself to dislike some people
1: <laughs> and do you know what that's natural because energy is sometimes you know we come across energies and it's like well, there's something i reckon there's something in that energy but i'm just like i don't want to have a bar of that i don't want to have anything to do with it or um you know you've been hurt really really badly by someone emotionally and it's like oh i don't know if i can ever ever um forgive that but forgiveness is the key at the end of the day forgiveness is always the key but we need to forgive ourselves first Mm. because when Mm. we forgive ourselves by letting that into because you know we're always like well how did that happen why did that happen and we look at ourselves and blame and then the blame game
0: so so when you're oh the blame game is something that's really interesting there's a book called uh, the uh, the blame game by eric burn it's really interesting one of the game here because it's really funny when he describes the games and one of the games is i'm just trying to help you i'm (laughs) i'm just trying to help you
1: yeah and that's a common i mean there's labels and things for people that do those and say those sorts of things and i'm you know, labels are labels, but exactly to make it seem like it's, yeah, I'm just trying to help you, which then creates that doubt and that questioning and and things within yourself. And whereas we always need to come back into ourselves, you know, our body gives us so many cues when we sit and listen to our body, our body will tell us what is our truth, what is true and what is not true, because there's a resonance that our bodies and our minds and our souls actually recognize of truth. And so what is true for me, how does that feel in my body um, without involving the mind at that point, you know, but how does it feel within me? Are you talking about like
0: decisions? Like, how does that feel? If I, if I'm picturing that I'm going to this university or that university or going to do this project, how does that feel in me? And then uh, judge based on that.
1: It's everything. You can go through your whole life listening to your body's intelligence on everything because your body doesn't lie. Once you get through that, um, once you get through the the mind chatter and actually have that ability to just sit and be with your body and ask a question and, and learn to understand how it actually answers you then it it does it will tell you anything it hmm. will tell you anything yeah
0: sometimes i'm not clear what what is uh what, like uh, sometimes i pray for guidance and then i get i get uh i write a few things down and i'm like okay interesting <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're not trusting yourself
0: well so yeah uh, sometimes um especially when there is a um uh how do i put this when there's a high stick decision like uh what or when i'm in the fork and road i'm like which decision do i take which path do i take and all that that's some i found that so far to be extremely difficult to decide which way to go and which way yeah. to abandon Because that's also an important way. Like you can't do everything, right? Yeah.
1: I think, yeah, in a way, in itself, not making a decision is making a decision, if you know what I mean as well. However, um, I believe on the spiritual level that there is no wrong decision. So, you know, we just sometimes have to go down a path, maybe choose a path, you know, choose a path because if we get our heads too involved in it and we go over and over, it's really great to have critical thinking and and do that. But it's like, at the end of the day, everything should feel a certain way within us. Does it make me feel excited? Do I feel excited on the inside when I feel about that? Or am I just doing something because I feel like I have to, and therefore there's a totally different energy within that. And excitement is such a big thing for all of us if we feel it and it gives us a you know that sense of excitement it's like yeah that's what we go for hmm. yeah
0: yeah like uh pursuing our joy um so
1: 100 percent.
0: well what's um when you when you work with the heart do you like um uh, do you like uh be tender and but you're like come on open up open up <laughs> like how do you what's the um or, or do you prescribe uh, like meditations to them, or like say you need you need to forgive your your father, your mother, whatever it is, or, or is it all of the above?
1: I think it, at some point it becomes all of the above, but we always start with somewhere, and often when we're working with our hearts and healing our hearts, we're triggered by something. So something triggers that. And so we actually have to go to that point and then work backwards from that point. Really, if we want to go into the true healing, work backwards from that point and see where, see if we can find where the origin of that was and do the healing back there. You know, and most of our, I'm sure you know this, but most of the healing, you know, it's, in a, it's the inner child, it's the wounded child. And, um, and then that can be carried through from ancestral energy and, and all sorts of things, but we can only work with ourselves and how that energy has affected us. And, you know, it can seem like it's something very minor, but as a child, whatever it was, it felt pretty huge because you're a child and, and your sense of safety was taken away in that you know in those moments so it's about actually going back to that inner child and making them feel safe as the adult you are right you know working the inner child and and holding them so it's all of everything that you said
0: it it can seem minor but then then the client is on the table crying and you're like okay calm down
1: (laughs) yeah well i'm not see i love tears because i don't mind i'm I, yeah i have been called the rainmaker.
0: oh so. man. okay <laughs> i figured
1: <laughs> but, let but, it rain <laughs> i'm not i've never tried to make anyone like i don't see it as like it's it's a must thing for people to have tears but i always see tears as such a beautiful release anyway for the body And for the, um, you know, the emotional um, self as well, it's so important. And I think they've been so underrated. And I think especially if you've been a sensitive child, and I know this happened to me because I was so sensitive, I got told off for crying. I got, um, you know, there was, uh, was made to feel like it was a real weakness when I was so sensitive that something hurt me and I cried, you know. Um, and I think that's happened to a lot of really highly sensitive beings where we need to learn to be able to, um, without fear, feel safe to express our emotions.
0: Right. Um, so yeah, if you're not expressive, uh, in, in the family, if the family discourages being expressive, that's obviously a hindrance. And then you're more inhibited as you grow up because that's how you've been, uh, for lack of a better word, trained in your family, like trained it out of you to be expressive. So then yeah. they come to you and you and then they start crying, and then like, oh, I shouldn't cry. <laughs> and then you're like, it's okay, <laughs> you're safe, right?
1: <laughs> yes. All of those things, I've got you. <laughs> 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 but it is true you know and it can be sometimes especially I think in this past 18 months because it's been such a as a human experience sort of out of the ordinary for so many people the triggers have become at times really quite minor um you know what it triggered us can be quite minor but because we've had that extra space to um to be with it, it it makes it feel really huge which is actually a good thing because then we actually seek to hmm. um to go deeper and, and allow that to come up so that's the gift in it because everything that is dark you know needs to come to light for healing and so that's a real service in itself um, right.
0: there's a book that um i'm gonna mention donald trump already uh he, he wrote a book called uh, something like Generic, like how to become rich, you know. But in the book, yeah. I was surprised that there was a chapter called uh, "Read Carl Jung," and uh. he, he said there's a story that um, that Donald knew somebody that was always so calm, uh, no matter what was happening. And he asked the guy, "How how are you able to be so calm?" And the guy's like, "Well, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family, and then I started reading Carl Jung, and I think he got therapy as well." And then he said he realized that other people are like uh, are like guns, but I can be the trigger. So I learned not to be not to be the trigger, you know, and Donald was like, oh, this is interesting. And then he started reading Carl Jung and he said it helped him in business and in you know personal life, obviously, because I think Carl Jung was such a genius ahead of his time.
1: Absolutely.
0: That, yeah. So you, you read Carl Jung as well.
1: Well, I I did, I did, I think I did a year of sociology at university as part of one of my, part of my degree. So yeah, I did do a bit of study back then. Um, What kind of degree did you do? Um, I did a a degree in education um, with a, with a minor in English um, and yeah, in English as well, because I was very much into, um, yeah, just... Yeah, lang- I love languages and and um, and English and, and just everything really. I love languages. I'm very much into language, so mm. it was sort of that was my passion. And the education part was what I had to do um, for what I was, you know, was wanted to do in my life at that time.
0: Um, so now I'm gonna go a bit political because I think it's um... yeah, it's
1: good. It's good. I'm into it.
0: You know, uh, university, because I'm back in university, and unfortunately, there is a lot of political stuff infused in it. Um, uh, For example, we had to read a book called Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. And I read the book, and it's it's pretty horrendous. At some point, she says that uh, all white people are racist, even if they don't think they are. (laughs) It's like, and, and oh my gosh! It, it's it's <laughs> terrible. And, and and the thing is that uh, you were talking about triggers before, but I think uh, some of the uh, um, basically they uh, in the mainstream, um, not not just in university, but in, in the mainstream like uh, left thinking, they're making people be triggered quickly, so mm-hmm. the tr- the trigger threshold is lowered. So like small things, there's microaggression, this this and that. But, but does that mean that in a way that would help them? Like if they get triggered so much that it, it would bring up stuff and then maybe induce them to go to therapy or something or people like you, a healer?
1: Yeah, well, it obviously does. If it affects them, like we are drawn to either pleasure or pain, aren't we? Two things change us, pleasure and pain. We, you mm. know, seek pleasure or... There's pain, and one we move away from pain to towards pleasure always. So if the trigger is big enough and it affects us enough, absolutely, um, it really does assist and help. I'm really I can't believe that you had that book at university. I have to say I have to talk about that as an ex teacher. No,
0: this, this is mainstream now. This is mainstream. I know as a theory. teacher. Yeah,
1: yeah. As, as a as an ex teacher, you know, I taught. Um, right through up to secondary school and as well for a little while. Um, and I left teaching because the box was just getting too small, um, way way too small for the children and and, um, and for myself as well. but it was it's and having gone through university as well and, and having a degree and then doing a te- another teaching degree on top of that it was it's so interesting the indoctrination. You know, the the mind the mind controlling that starts within that, and you know, rewriting history, creating a history that is not true, Hmm. and because we're so indoctrinated and um, mind. Um, you know, we've been taught to listen to the teachers or listen to the school, listen to the, you know, education's the best thing and, and, and university is the best thing. And it's we were taught that, though, that, you know, and it's so you take that it's like going to the doctor and the doctor has all the answers for everything rather than you learning to listen to your own body. Um, and you know, knowing that your body innately has a, its own healing within it. So the same with the education system. What's wrong with not, you know, with being outside and exploring in nature and learning from nature? Nature will tell you everything that you need, you know, tell you well, everything.
0: Well, but but if people wanna learn math or learn uh these skills, obviously they need to be inside. But uh the thing I'm worried about really is again the indoctrination all the fluff that you get on the side they and don't forget these people are like they they're a lot of my classmates are like 18 19 so and they come in already pre-programmed from you know their primary schools their high schools exactly, they come, exactly. come in with that ideology yeah this is uh, uh I'm i should be i should feel guilty because i'm white and all that I you know this oh, it's It's so prevalent nowadays. So so I'm going to ask you a question I don't like to ask, but do you think- No,
1: I like that you are.
0: Yeah, it's good. Do you think the world, um, or at least the Western civilization is on the decline?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think what's on the decline is actually the, yeah, the um, awareness and critical thinking, the use of critical thinking skills and actually being able to use your own brain and being encouraged to use your own brain. I think the indoctrination of, you know, the past and and education and and everything we've just handed over ourselves or been, you know, parents handed over their children to the school to teach them everything they needed to know because that's what, you know, that's what they trusted. And it's actually declined our use of our own brains our own awareness our own all of our whole selves so yes I would agree that there has been that but I also would say right now you know we're in the midst we're in the midst of a a huge change in the world Mm. Um, you know as they coined the awakening the great awakening or however you want to talk about it so You know, and that is about coming back into that awareness, you know, using our own intuition, our own knowledge and um, ancestral knowledge and the knowledge of um, uh, the Indigenous knowledge, everything, because everything is one. It doesn't come down to um, this is right and this is wrong we've all lived in so many different ways that it's all right in so many ways and we can't be told that you should be feeling guilty because of the color of your skin and right. that you believe in a certain way no one should be because that's again creating that separation which has been the whole point of what they're doing separation of us that's all it.
0: uh, it's it's uh it's a derivative of. Postmodernism and marxism which always uh, yes. depicts uh, yes. uh victim versus perpetrator so um yes. if you are white you're the perpetrator and the minorities are the victims it's so simple and except the jews the jews are never the even though they're the minority there's exceptions i guess <laughs> um yeah it's it's silly it's really um but it's it's taking over everything it's and dangerous it's dangerous and, but it's, it's going to take a while before we deprogram from it. And so how, do, how would you say that people can develop their critical thinking skills? I think a lot of people are just uh, part of the herd and don't want to be stand out or stuff like that. But I think it's important to, to uh, if something's not right, like I've complained with my university several times about bias courses, things that, are not balanced etc etc but um majority just goes along with it seems completely normal and um i don't know sometimes i'm losing mm. hope a little bit for the western civilization like ah where where are we going
1: i understand that mm. and i guess you know within that that it's you that has the choice um because i believe. i've I'm always a believer in humanity. I'm a believer in in the innate goodness and um, growth of humanity and we are evolving. However, I think some of us are, you know, the, 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 yeah, we are, (laughs) but the rates of evolution are very different depending on, you know, the, the way the mind has been controlled. And I think that what's happening at the moment is there's, there are some people that, unfortunately are not going to actually you know have that awareness they're just not because um, for various reasons quite obviously but I think you know we're in such powerful times for so many others that there are so many more that are aware of what it is and that are you know able to plant seeds and a few a few work with the energies that are all around us, like with nature and things like that. Um, I think some people are just becoming aware really, really quickly that there's something happens and they just go, shit, No, you know, what's going on? What is, you know, and then the questions start. And I think one of the biggest things for me when I really started to get into it is I turned off the television completely. I stepped all out of all of that. I still had um, the internet and I still did those things, but I didn't do anything. I didn't look at anything that um, could influence my mind. I allowed myself to listen. And then once I really got in touch with what was going on with my heart, I could feel what the truth was. Mm. And I think, you know, that's, I think that's what's helped awakening with so many other people at this time is, you know, they have had that time alone, but then there are those that just sit in front of the television and digest everything that's, that's put there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've had a guest uh, saying, "Oh, just uh, on this on this show, just saying, basically, oh, we just read uh, different um, newspapers, just read New York Times, just read uh, Wall Street Journal, like different newspapers, Al Jazeera." But I would say a lot of those, a lot of those um, are really bad. There's either truth or falsehood. Like, if you read, That's right. If you read mixed truth and falsehood, and if you read some falsehood is you're just going to get confused because like you're reading a one true story and one false story. (laughs) It's like, what?
1: It is. And it does, it actually makes people more and more confused, confused and that adds to the confusion. So they continue to look externally for the answers or for someone else to give them the answer, not realizing that if they just stepped away from all of that for a period of time, and it doesn't sometimes even have to be that long, you know, and actually just, plugged into themselves (laughs) and, and, you know, and, and learn to listen. Like I said to you at the earlier on is that our body has the answers as well. You know, there's, everything's within us. So if we learn to listen to the cues of our body, how our body, I always talk about, I get truth bumps. I I really do get truth bumps, um, which other people call goosebumps or whatever, but I get different types of truth bumps within my body um, with, with different truths um you know certain energies of certain people and then um certain things that i'm learning and i just feel it in my body my body tells me very very clearly in many ways and i know a lot of other people are the same
0: okay i'll I'll propose to you this because i've been very confused about this i've known psychics and i well i know psychics and people they're very um intuitive and they say they, they they looked at trump and they're like oh this is a person that's bad this is a person that's devoid of soul, or what you know, you know, kind of things, things of that nature. And I'm thinking, how is it possible that uh, two different set of psychics get a, two a, completely opposites readings on a person? And I'm like, there's something, there's something else going on. How how is that possible? Are they reading an image, a projection, a a, a political bias version of the person? energetically somehow like I, what is happening
1: well again it depend, depends and i'll talk about my experience with um with um, president trump in a moment as well but to, to sort of give you an example but um depending on how clear your own, you can be a psychic or a healer or anything like that but again if your energy is still not um things come in to all of us. Things come in, dark is attracted to the light. Obviously, the dark's attracted to the light. And often the lighter you are, the more the darkness is attracted to that, the more sensitive you are you know, and so that's where those, you know, having those parameters and those boundaries is so important. And, 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 and
0: sage important. as well, sage. sage yeah, yeah.
1: I've, I was burning sage. <laughs> I had my sage sitting there as burning as we started just to set the energy for the space yeah, yeah. because, you know, it's very important from my perspective that we i'm connecting with you here and then we're connecting with people beyond this space and so i i believe that you know we want to offer the highest frequency as possible within that mm-hmm. um energy. I usually so burn people, as well yeah it's so good oh and it smells so yummy and it's you know yeah. it's just everything about it's so good i i can't recommend it enough for people
0: um let's 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 do a little bit inner child stuff so um is that because i've never actually formally done something like that but uh, is it about obviously it's about looking at the inner child and there's different ways to do it you could you could probably well i can
1: take you through one i can take you through a little scenario for yourself you don't have to talk about it unless you want to but I can get you to visualize, and you just need to be really um, open to it. Okay. Um, okay. So, are you okay to close your eyes? Yes. Okay. So, close your eyes. Make yourself comfortable in your seat, mm-hmm. and just notice where your yeah, notice where your feet are, and I just want you to send your. Breathe all the way down into the soles of your feet. So I want you to breathe down into your toes. And then as you exhale, I want you to draw the breath up all the way to the crown of your head. And on your next exhalation, the breath that's coming through your toes, send it all the way down into the earth. All the way down. And let that anchor there, but as you take a fresh inhalation, allow that breath to be fresh that comes all the way up to the crown of your head. It opens your heart, your heart front and back expands and the breath comes out through the crown of your head. And your next exhalation. So we're going to stay with that, inhaling the breath up and out through the crown, fresh breath, inhaling and out through the toes into the earth and drawing back up from the earth. Expand the heart, really expand the heart and exhale the breath out through the crown and inhale from out there amongst the stars and draw that breath in. Pour the stars into your breath. Expand your heart and exhale out through your toes. Beautiful. Now I just want you to come and rest in your heart. No need to control the breath anymore. You're anchored in the earth. Your crown is nice and your energy is nice and clear. You're open and just I want you to just focus on your heart, don't need to breathe into it, you don't need to do anything, I just want you to take your awareness into the heart, be aware of the heart, and then think of the last time, or most recently, what's the thing on your mind most at the moment that's triggered you Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I want you to think of what that emotion is and I want your whole yourself to actually allow yourself to feel that emotion that comes with that allow yourself Mm -hmm. to feel it notice where where you feel it in your body where in your body Just sit with that part of your body for a moment and let yourself feel it there. Beautiful, knowing that you are in a really safe space right now. You are wrapped in light. So I want you to let your mind and your awareness travel back as far as you can go back to either childhood or teenage years to when you can really remember feeling that feeling most Most deeply. Just nod softly when you've got something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want you to just where you're sitting now, you're safe. You're in there, your feet are rooted into the earth, your crown is reaching towards the sky. So safe, your heart's right in the center, held right now. And I want you to call forth. From where you are sitting now in your mind's eye, I want you to imagine that the boy that is you, that had that feeling, that emotion, that situation, allow him to come towards you now. Just where you are sitting as you let him come towards you. I want you to just look into his eyes. He's not going to speak. I just want you to look into his eyes and and then allow him to speak to you and tell you how he felt, how he felt in his words when that happened to him. Let him speak, listen to him. Just look at him with love and compassion. Let him say everything he wants to say about how he feels. When he's done, just give me a nod, but let him go as long as he needs to. Okay. I want you to put out your two hands to him and invite him to take your two hands, one hand in each. I want you to look at him in your in the eyes. He's just going to listen to you now. And I want you to tell him, just in the mind, through the mind to him. Just want you to tell him how sorry you are and how sad you are that that happened to him. and that you understand how that made him feel. You understand why he was so, he felt the way he did. You know what you to say to him, but I'm here now. I'm here and you're safe because what happened to you was not fear. You did not deserve that. You're a child. And I'm sorry that happened, but I'm not going to let that happen to you again because I'm here now. So you can trust me to take care of you so that doesn't happen again. Because I love you and I'm always here for you. I just want you to just watch his face as it relaxes as he starts to relax. You can see he might have a few tears, but he's more relaxed. And then you say to him, is there anything else he wants to say? You're still holding his hands. And you're still looking at each other. You just have so much love for him. You can just feel that love welling up in your heart for him. And he can feel it. When you are ready and when he is ready, just gently invite him to come towards you in a hug in an embrace. Let him know, keep saying, I've got you now. I've got you, you're safe, you're with me and I love you and I'm not going to let that happen to you ever again. And as you're hugging him, as you're embracing one another, you can just feel him melting into you. He's melting Dissolving into you, dissolving into you, into your heart, so that he becomes nestled safely in your heart. He's trusting, he's let go, because he knows that he's always with you and that you love him so much. He's safe. Just be in that moment for a while and enjoy that feeling of having him inside your heart. Feel him. Mm. When you're ready, knowing that he's inside your heart's safe, I just want you to give thanks to yourself. Just silently thank yourself and thank him. And just start to feel the earth beneath your feet again. The energy moving through your body as you Become aware of your breath, just awareness of the breath moving back through the body. Feeling the toes and the fingers and maybe just bringing a little bit of movement in in your mind saying, I am here so that you come back into your body fully. And when you are ready, just, just look, really softly open your eyes. Yeah, just be soft and gentle.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm back. Wow, I went on a, a bit of a journey. <laughs> yeah, I feel good. Do you want
1: to say any? Do you want to say anything about it or not?
0: Um, it felt. Uh, yeah, it felt. Uh, I went in when I was like four or something, where something happened. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I felt, uh, um, it, it felt good. It felt like, um, I was recalling a, a old friend or some, somebody old, like somebody I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my heart. (laughs) It's so beautiful. (laughs) That's so beautiful. And I mean, look, that was the short version. I go sure. much deeper. And, and, and people can do it in, as well. Yeah. I bring in situations and I bring in, you know, so you're actually observing the situation and all sorts of things. Like because that was a very short version. Right. Of and I,
0: I imagine people, when you do it with people, you ask them what they're experiencing as well. I'm glad we didn't do I that. I do. In, in yeah. Here. <laughs> no, I didn't do that.
1: No, out of respect for privacy, I yeah. was not going to do that. And Um, I do do that and I, you know, there are a number of different methods that I use depending on how I'm feeling, the energy moving through um, with what you're doing. But
0: Hmm. So you're able to feel um, whenever uh, your client is, uh, what they're doing?
1: I'm able to sense it. Um, Like I knew there was a really beautiful moment in there with you. Um, It was towards the end and I can't, there were two things that happened actually at different points and I wish I because I was so in it with you I didn't (laughs) take note of which points they were but there was a point about three quarters of the way through where the light above you actually flickered at a moment where I said something um, I can't remember what I said to you and I Mm. felt you sort of go into and the light above you flickered it was really um, like wow and then there was another point just um, towards the end there whereas where i just i felt it all settle settling I, I felt him come into your body like i felt him i got i got heat running through my body at that time as you brought him in like i could feel him coming into your heart and the warmth in your heart with him in there yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah which That's was cool. really
0: good so people can do it as a home as well that uh, five or ten minutes or whatever it was yeah
1: they can they can they can absolutely just knowing that it is a very short version and it's very um, you know yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. but it's still
1: it's it's as, it is you get it is as easy as that really if it's but again everyone's different so you know everyone's different and they have different needs and um, depends if I was with someone one-on-one it would be who's sitting in front of me and what do I feel that obviously. the energy and obviously we're working with time and, and yeah. privacy and yeah. all those things as well. Um,
0: yeah. So uh, do you also work with people's like past life and stuff do you, do you sometimes bring that up as well when when you're working with them and and uh, you're like oh this is because if your past life in Romania or you know whatever it is
1: (laughs) um more so I work on timelines so I'll pick up there's a timeline that needs to be closed off or healed and it can be like a past life timeline that's bleeding through um on something like that and I'm not so can't say I'm so great at picking up like exactly where it is but I'm I can pick up you know I can pick up a fair bit in the fact of Um, knowing that it's definitely not this lifetime um, that it's a past lifetime and I can you know quite often pick up the masculine feminine energy and and things like that as well so but people always give clues there's there's the thing you know I think people need to trust themselves you know in these instances as well um, with what they get we're so quick to um, you know discount uh, things that we intuitively sort of give us a hit in the heart or we have a bit of a, a aha moment or you know something triggers that and it's sort of like oh no 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 don't worry about that that's just you know they, we do that so quickly but the once once we realize the more we actually stop and acknowledge that and listen to it and just take it as it is without judgment without judgment if possible then the more we get given um, the more comes through for ourselves because I'm all about empowering people to be their own healers you know I I work with people one-on-one they come to me and I might only have one or two sessions with people and then I just like you know I don't really need to see them unless something you know big happens but um, it's about I'm about empowering people to realize and understand that we are our own gurus we are our own healers um, that we've just given our been trained to give our power away to others. But I know that as healers and teachers at the moment, we're very, very needed um, at this time because so many people are going through things as we move through these dense energies on the planet with everyone, um, with everything that's going on. That's just a reflection of what's going on within each one of us, Yeah, really.
0: Do, do you think um, what's happening, even though... Uh, do you think the energy overall of mankind is is lowering in a way because the decline of western civilization no no
1: um
0: because
1: well i'm i i can't put it into one box because i feel it energetically if i look at it from a spiritual perspective there's more energy than ever on this planet now the frequencies and the energies are higher than they ever ever were but if we're looking at sometimes, I think more like brain and coherence and, and heart coherence within certain groups and um, that sort of thing, then I think that there's been a really distinct lack of that within the westernized culture. Right,
0: maybe which... I think I have a theory about that. While the West falters, the, the rest of the world has picked up the slack and, and start to maybe close the gap as the West is kind of floundering with its own, Uh, especially with, uh, like I said, with critical theory and all this stuff that's infused uh, in young people, they're they're held back in the West, but uh, elsewhere they're not as held back. So they're they're more prospering faster, right?
1: They are more openly I think there are more there's a more of an openness because it has come down all to that mind control, you know, and, and yeah. no matter what you believe in, that we've been mind controlled in Western society from the moment that we're born. And, and before us, it was our, our parents, you know, though back in the 1950s, you know, after World War II, you know, and then the mind control really came in hugely. They they carried that through. And so Western civilization um western society has been absolutely um controlled with that on a very subtle but ongoing way so that it's it's so sneaky and under the surface that Mm. you know most people just don't realize
0: well since we're bringing this up well i'll have i'll cut this from youtube but um let's talk about a a fake news and election fraud last year um yeah unfortunately i lost also a bet against a lawyer in florida (laughs) which I was really bummed out about.
1: We are going to win it back. You'll win it back.
0: Oh, okay. I'm, I hope so. The the 50 bucks, I hope I win it back. All right. Um, so it's, I thought for sure Trump was going to win by a lot. And that didn't happen because I think, I think there was fraud in at least five states in US. Yes.
1: That's and, my feeling as well.
0: And the, the, the strange thing is that more people voted for Biden than any other president ever. And Biden is not really a popular guy. He's just like, uh, he, he he's he might have dementia at this point. He He's not all that there, I think. No offense to him, but it's just biologically, you can see it. It's not there. They're probably keeping him alive with all these uh, enhancers that they're putting him in his body, I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's backtrack a little bit um we talked about trump before why so what do you th- what's your experience with uh trump or his what he's done or anything like that
1: okay so my initial experience like years ago i remember him being on the i, I will talk about from that and i remember seeing him on the apprentice years ago that's like when he really first came to surface for me and i actually thought he was a really you know i didn't see anything wrong with him i really quite like i liked his as a person his energy and things and then i got quite i got not that i was very much aware of politics but i think we were being so bombarded with negativity about yeah. him from the moment yeah. he decided to run you know they really just opened up the floodgates on the conditioning and so I went down that track where I was, because, you know, all you were seeing was just negative stuff about him. And I was like, okay, so, wow, there's something's, you know, pretty bad about this, but it wasn't until I plugged out of all of that media and things again. And I checked out of that and could see and sense there were some really dark things happening in the world. Um, and his energy came up for me and I just got this because I'm such a feeler I got this overwhelming sense of I can only call it love like I got tingles all through my body and over my body and all through me and I just had this overwhelming feeling of love of like oh my gosh um this person has done some really amazing things and he actually has the highest um Uh, you know his vision is actually the highest for humanity in what he's been doing Mm. and it just changed but you know I just then was like okay so wow this is pretty huge so you know that he was a good teacher for me in that way and so was I guess the media the mainstream media and you know teaching me to really come back in and, and listen to my own intuition and I was like you very much so where I um, I guess you call it psychically, but um, intuitively, I knew he was going to win by a landslide. I just knew it. I was absolutely convinced. I did not see the blind side of um, the election fraud. Uh, fraud. I did not see that blind side coming, and I don't mm. think we were. Um, I don't think we were really particularly meant to, because. I'm actually a big believer in the fact that the election fraud they allowed them to do this. They've set them up. They've set up that administration that's currently in mm. in the um, thing. They set think them up the, to allow You them think the to Trump administration
0: allowed them to uh to cause they were warning. They were like, Oh, they're gonna cheat, they're gonna cheat. But I yeah, think sure. I think yeah. they were powerless to stop it and, and Trump himself fought tooth and nail until the end. Uh he did, And Pence kind of sold them out as well, which
1: we did. Oh, it was so because I kept expecting like a last minute because I had seen it as like this huge landslide. I kept expecting last minute something would shift. But then it was. Um, what? Well, how I see it now is that we actually have a real president, the real chief. Which is Trump, the real? He's the real chief of Mm -hmm. um, the states, and then we have someone who is acting as that, and an administration that is acting as that. And I really believe. um, I mean, what I was getting a lot of as everything was unfolding is that, you know, this is a whole narrative that has to play out. Um, to allow the dismantling of everything that doesn't serve. Firstly, really through America, and you know a lot of that's already happened through Europe and, and Italy and other places as well. You know that they've been involved in on the side and, and below the surface. But you know we need it to happen in America because America is like the heart of the world, really. Um, and then things will sort of vibrate out to the rest of the uh-huh. world. So we've had to let that whole dismantling has to happen I think we've got a lot more dismantling to come but on a spiritual level and on a a, a psychic level I still he's I'm still like guided intuitively that he is the chief and that's the end of it but we have an acting in there that's playing a role for this dismantling it has to happen to for people to see what the actual truth is and how things have been going you know how the world's been run
0: but but, uh, do you think actually like functionally he's Trump is president now, or do you think he will eventually get back to it from that point of view? I,
1: I believe, I believe that it's, it is, I mean, I've talked about it being a 5d chess game, um, like a chess game. And I do see it very much as a chess game. And I still believe that there are things that hang in the, in the balance. I believe the end is inevitable. And I believe that he, Trump, is with the military, I honestly saw um, in my mind's eye, um, I saw him signing the, um, preparing and signing the Insurrection Act, I really did, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, based on, um, you know, his exit, then that was before, you know, that was back in about, I think, I don't know, well, I think maybe even December, but it might have been January, so I believe that he's actually in charge of a certain part, and they've given the other administration there's a part that they have are in charge of to a lesser degree, to a much lesser degree. But I believe really at the end of the day that the military are actually there's a control within there, and at some point um, it's whether things get bad enough that they have to step in, um, and you know that's what happens or you know i i do actually i've always believed that the military are going to step in at some point but there has right. to be a critical critical mass meet reached amongst the population to actually really want to see what's going on
0: i hope you're right um yeah because the way the way i see it now the u.s is floundering and not doing as well because uh it's no. not under trump's influence anymore and it's um uh, uh, I don't know, at four years of this, there's a point always of no return. So um, the U.S. populace being um, bombarded with, because that's where all the critical theory and all that stuff, it always starts. You said the U.S. is the, the heart of the world. And I think that's uh, true for better or worse. And uh, yes. But, yes. And, and hopefully, um, I, I, I'm a big believer in, uh, I do you know what prophecy. Alice Bailey, she had a prediction about 2025, that the world the world uh, is going to change, that the, the energy of glamour and other, some other energies as well are going to soften and stuff like that. So maybe being famous is not going to be as important after 2025. But also, I think the political ideology, uh, some of the stuff that's coming to a head now with the critical theory is starting to unravel and 2025 is gonna be that year. I hope that's my that's my optimistic prediction. Do you see yeah. that? That, that? That there might be something in the next few years that's gonna unravel.
1: Yes, because as I said, we're heading into a whole new the whole planet is evolving. It's evolving, and it's either get on the evolution train or you're not gonna make it, basically, you know, for want of a better word, um, that is or one want of a better description. You know, and um, otherwise you're not going to make it through. You're going to be stuck and have to go through the cycle many, many times. Whereas, you know, those that are moving with the times where it's about allowing this dismantling to happen. It has to happen because things could not just be picked up from where they were and continued on. Even if he'd gone back into office straight away, um, it couldn't be that way because people, so many, many people did not understand the depth of what was actually wrong, what's actually broken yeah. in the world, what's actually broken. So this has to be allowed to play out America, like being almost run to the ground. It doesn't it doesn't seem very good at the moment, but you know, to feel that pain, people have to feel the pain to find, to go for the pleasure, to look for the pleasure, to seek the pleasure, to seek the change. And pain mm. is what precedes transformation, you know? Unfortunately,
0: always. unfortunately, you always say- uh, Unfortunately. Always,
1: it, it's true you know it's 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 the truth and we've all been through it I mean gosh I could I will write a book one day you know just about my own experiences with that and it's it's huge but that is the nature of how human um, being a human has been so uh, yeah but I absolutely I don't know quite how it will you know when I don't know timelines and timelines shift because they are in a game of chess and it is like there are are things that are happening and there are talk about other things you know being brought in and triggers and oh my gosh and it's sort of like I don't know it can all shift and there's so much conjecture there's so much conjecture and I think that's where we need to be really really careful and um, come back into our own what do I feel outside of all of that Um, you know what do I feel about it because so many people have been the mind controls so much they've got so much distant cognitive dissonance about the actual truth that's right in front really right in front of they just can't see it
0: yeah and and lastly let's touch upon this briefly um because it's connected to this the the vaccines and the masks obviously this <laughs> is a uh, some people think it was necessary uh, even trump uh, thought because yeah. under the influence of fauci who now he's coming on the fire because some of his emails are apparently exposing him and, uh, you know, but, you know, like you said, things are starting to unravel, you know, for in the, in the favor of truth, I think. And um, so what what do you think of the whole mask and lockdowns and vaccines ordeal?
1: Well, interestingly, as I was, I said to you before, because I'm intuitive um, when they first started talking about this pandemic um, across the other side of the world from where I am in Australia, when I first heard about it, because I don't watch TV and because um, I don't have a television or anything like that, I got this people were starting to talk about it here and I was like oh gosh you know and then I would get the giggles I would start laughing for no reason and even when I think about it now I didn't know what it was about I didn't know what it's about but there was something within me inside me that was going oh this is this is not this isn't the case you know this isn't the case and so um once they started locking us all down um, it just meant for me personally, I started digging deeper into the deeper reasons of what was going on because I knew it wasn't, I just knew it wasn't true in my heart of hearts. I, something told me that it wasn't true. And so I started digging in and figuring out, I looked at the light side of it, why how it was assisting humanity in the evolution of awakening. If they chose to um, listen, you know, to go within Lockdown. and listen. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, but I also looked at the other side of it where, um it was creating the division between people, those that are very indoctrinated in it. And then so once it came to the masks <laughs> um, I'm I've not worn a mask. We had masks mandated here for quite a short time this this year actually not that long ago, um, only about six weeks ago they were ma- mandated here in in my part of in Queensland in Australia and I didn't wear, a mask in that time, um, I refuse to because right. a because right. I, I understand um, from my perspective, I've looked at the health um, risks associated with wearing a mask and with not wearing a mask, um, and understanding that whether it's a if the virus ever was as bad as what they said it was, and it's not, you know, it's not, it's it's no really no different from the flu every year and it's going to um, be more susceptible to people you know more people are susceptible to it in certain age brackets that already have compromised you know um, immunity and things like that and it was never what it was but even then you know putting these mouth coverings and things on restricting airways restricting breath um, and then what you're actually breathing in and also the the uh, emotional, spiritual, psychological meaning behind that and that it's it's quietening, <laughs> shutting up and um, closing down the voice, our ability to speak, our ability to be heard and basically just saying, just,
0: you have smile. no the human connection yeah. is shutting it down to
1: everything it's everything it actually it, it is an impact on every part of the human really psychologically mentally physically emotionally spiritually every part is impacted by it so oh. um for no reason other than a reason of control which is my perspective, this is like, if you choose to acquiesce to this and, and take this on, then we'll give you the next thing, which is of course
0: the vaccine, the injection.
1: Yeah. The vaccine, the vaccine, the injection. So
0: what have you seen um, with people that have taken the vaccine? Is there, there's some, is there some bad ripples in the aura? Are they, are they struggling Uh, spiritually because of the vaccine or i've heard all kinds of theories like that
1: i can honestly say um uh, that i have not come across too many people i've actually come across a few people i know that have taken it um i live quite a um an insular life i have you know I, i i go out and i see people and i have you know friends and things like that but um Because my energy is so big and the fact that, you know, because it's so aware and and, um, things, I'm just a lot more mindful in how I use my energy around people when I'm out and about now. So in that way, it's different. But those that I have come across that have actually had it, um, some have talked to me about their reactions that they have had with it. Um, and then obviously you hear stories, and I was just, someone today was talking about um, a friend in New Zealand who had it within two weeks, a woman, um, and she was only in her 30s that had died. So there's these stories coming through. At the end of the day, I don't know what the long term is. I cannot say that I feel it's good. I feel that we're at a major choice point in the world, and my spiritual beliefs about this I was gifted the opportunity to feel what it would be like if someone like me had it they actually I was gifted that opportunity mm. and what it actually felt like to me is I felt completely emotionally numb like my intuition had been blocked off like I had no intuition just for a short period of time
0: oh, okay. and
1: and completely emotionally blocked off for someone like me and that was like an effect. For myself so I can only imagine someone that's not got that same awareness as me you know and they go and have that and so they might not notice anything different but those around them notice that they're more dull that they're more you know they don't have that vibrancy because it is all about energetic vibrancy and things and I genuinely I wish I knew exactly what it meant for people health wise i really do and like i wish i could say 100 but i think there's a little bit of unknown but i think we're best to be on the on the side of caution for taking something that a is an experimental drug yeah b i'm not going to use that other word that i used with you the other day but which, which um, <laughs> the bioweapon Oh, a okay. it is a bioweapon um, you know, um, but I really do believe that. And then, you know, this reliance, they're saying now, every time there's a new strain, and they come up with these outlandish names for new strains of, <laughs> of, of the, um, the virus, and then it's like, well, then we're going to have to make sure we do this every six months, and we're going to have to do it every year. So they're just wearing down anyway yeah the long-term effects of people's immunity so they're going to be your own immunity shuts down and like i said our bodies are intuitive they know how to heal themselves they know what to do but when it's compromised like that then the body just it doesn't know how to do what it's meant to do so that can't be good yeah it can't be
0: just from the immune system perspective it's not good and then from a spiritual perspective it dulls you for a while uh it seems like and uh yeah, I think also, uh, like back last year in March, I posted a post on Facebook saying, why don't every everybody that's at risk as self-isolate and the rest of us take care of ourselves, take supplements and you know, all that. And so, somebody accused me of being a sociopath, you know, somebody on the left. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is it's crazy. So.
1: I know, it is crazy. And I think that's the big thing is that, like I said at the beginning, we are at a choice point. We we choose to go down this, or you know, you have the choice to go down this path or not. And unfortunately, some people like children aren't even going to necessarily get that choice because their parents make that choice for them. Um, and, you know, some people in like, for example, like nursing homes and things like that, you know, again, it's taken out of their hands and, um, you know... It is a choice point and the way that it plays out based on that, it is unfortunately causing what they are calling a bifurcation, which is a splitting, you know, some on this that are, that have, and then some that haven't. But at the end of the day, it shouldn't cause this like judgment upon each other. It's like, okay, well, in the laws of free will, you've chosen that and I've chosen this. And let's hope that we both made informed, critical thinking decisions.
0: yeah, it doesn't and seem like it's did. <laughs> right. It doesn't seem like it's a it's a long term thing. Like even though if you said that shutting off intuition is true, it, or that it dulls you, then it's for a while. Let's say maybe it's like six months uh, factor.
1: I don't know because for me, I only got a taste of what that would be oh. like. So I'm assuming that um, that would be something that would actually happen, possibly quite permanently.
0: Well, but wouldn't that affect the energy of the world if like millions upon millions of people are getting it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And I'm not saying everyone would have that experience, but I'm saying, yeah, I'm sure lots of people would have that experience where there, um, that, that spark, the spark within, if you want to call it the God spark or whatever you want to call that light that's within people actually effectively gets completely dulled
0: with with a vaccine which is biological so that would affect uh, the connection with the spirits in some way yes hmm. well I, i'm on i'm on the fence about it but i really don't like the vaccine because of uh, the potential of complications and not only if, uh, spiritual but you know uh, you could you could become sick from it as well so it's it doesn't seem the the uh the the costs outweigh the benefits far for me. So um
1: yeah you're uh, you're right and I honestly think as I said and as you're saying you know we just need to make as informed decisions as pro as possible and and we all need to accept other people's decisions at the end of the day. But I think you know it's still really good to plant seeds and get people thinking and yeah. um yeah. but not judging a decision that they've made. That's the big thing because that's the division that you know they've tried to it's been tried to be created all the way through this whole narrative you know yeah
0: yeah i I can't help but judge some people but i have to okay i have not to say anything (laughs) (laughs) well
1: it's not even that i mean i think um judgment's a different thing i think
0: yeah uh, yeah i
1: think we all have our moments we all have our moments where we're like and then it's like okay and then you sort of step back and you take a breath and go okay well all right that's a decision they've made
0: you know i feel quite uh a little bit hot from that uh, thing we did <laughs> so I suppose Do you know what it was what
1: well it's, um within that because i actually um help activate people's kundalini energy as well Hmm. and sometimes it's a byproduct of what I do and sometimes it's just a byproduct of being around me <laughs> um, and that, that happens with other people too um, but um, it's an energy that's an activation that's you've received as a gift obviously I haven't had no control over that as in thinking about it or putting that out there that's yeah. just something that obviously meant to happen for you
0: cool um uh, so let's uh, wrap this up what kind of okay so you do um... The heart activation thing, and you do some, uh, a few other things for your clients as well.
1: Yeah. So I can do, I call what I I call them like a soul, um, a soul reading, really. It's just like reading into the soul and just, um, I guess it's like a soul purpose, soul um, blueprint, all of those things, and look at um, people's purpose for being here, and, and you know, um, give clues on that, um, obviously healing in all sorts of ways, um, uh, yeah, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, um, mental, um, and I really, um, a lot of What I do is it comes through and, you know, whether people believe it or not, um, when I'm talking to people and when I'm writing and when I'm um, presenting to people, not so much here, there was a bit of channeling that came through. It's it's what comes through me with what I'm doing based on the audience that's in front of me, what comes out. Hmm. Um, In many ways, I don't have control of that. I'm just the conduit and I've just been a natural conduit for things my whole life. So I can do that whenever someone's in front of me. It's just tuning into that energy as well. And I'm not going to go speaking in strange voices or anything like that. It's just information. (laughs) Information comes through or, you know, the poetry that I write and the writing that I do, most of that's channeled. Um, Not all of it. If it's a personal experience, it's not. Um, But if I'm writing for a collective of people or um, for a situation in particular, that's um, channeled most of the time so I do that too yeah so I do many things I don't I don't like I said to you when we chatted the other day I just can't put a label on on any of it and I think that for ourselves for all of us we're these amazing creative um creative beings really spiritual beings and all of us are and I think just many people have forgotten how creative they are and it's not just you know For example, painting a painting or playing a guitar, guitar, it's in the way we speak, it's in the way that we connect with people and it's in the way that we just interact with the world and imagine the world as our incredible creative ability.
0: So the creative, the way we live our lives, we can reimagine ourselves. Totally
1: yeah we can and it's the if you have the imagining the visualizing visualization of that and if you can feel yourself in a moment within that and really get that feeling like when I took you into that in a child healing, if you can grab that feeling of actually projecting yourself into the future and, and hold on to that feeling when you need to and bring that feeling back, then you're, you're surely creating that it's, it's here. It just hasn't quite come into your, um, physical, hmm. um, manifestation yet.
0: Cool. Well, it's all, about,
1: all about feelings.
0: Yeah. 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 And having, <laughs> and, and getting rid of the, or rid of the blocks that, uh, that, uh, block our heart and everything to be to be more open and uh, and deprogramming ourselves from the, the BS that they teach us at the universities. <laughs>
1: That's so true. At school, at everything. And yeah. I think, you know, yeah. learning I always call the heart the heart portal the heart portal because it's the portal to everything to our to ourself to our inner knowing to our creativity to our love to unconditional love to everything so um this is the this is where our true knowledge is Mm. in here so yeah you're right on you've got that (laughs) 100% match thank you so
0: um (laughs) thank you uh, Gina Marie Aura for being on the podcast I really appreciate you being on
1: I appreciated you asking me. Thank you so much. And it's been an absolute joy and a privilege. So thank you you for inviting me. And I love speaking to you too.
0: Thank you. (laughs) And uh, thank you everybody for listening or watching the podcast.